With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Here's two-time Twins World Series champion manager Tom Kelly on the ride with Royce. Tom, we saw an example last night that take a little on, take a little off, throw a little high, throw a little low can still work huh, with those two starters. You see, uh, I was talking to Manny about... Uh, Scotty McGregor and yes. guys like that, Jamie Moyer, and, and uh, you know, keep you off balance. And before you know it, it's the seventh inning, and you, <laughs> and you go, "Oh boy, here we go!" You know, now what? How did this happen? And uh, you know, you sit around for two hours and waiting for the game to start, and you get anxious, anxious, and those guys come in and just make you look foolish. And before you know it, two hours later, you're you're in trouble. But uh, you know, uh, or Don Donzi, he throws uh, somewhat harder, but uh, he doesn't blow you away either, except for the the high fastball. But uh, uh, you know, it's not even ninety five, ninety six, and he throws it by you. So uh, there's got to be something to it uh, with that swing thing, uh, swing plane, and the guy swinging up at the ball because not many of them can get to that pitch. It is funny, and he kind of. Uh... From everything you hear, uh, I remember we were talking to him in spring training, and uh, he, he kind of figured this out himself a couple of years ago, that if you threw it up there, they, uh, yeah. they you know, he could get it by people at 92 if, if yeah. he set it up properly. Correct. Know? Yeah, I just remember, you know, Scotty McGregor, who's somewhat yes. of a friend of mine and still coaching with the Orioles in the minor leagues, a uh, pitching coach, and uh, <laughs> just throw... <laughs> you know, down, down, get you to look at that. Then here it comes at your up and near your chin, and uh, boop, there it goes up in the air. And you know, you, you run it out and you curse at yourself the whole way down there. But uh, it's a you know a way to you know if it works, you know why not? So, uh, but it's ironic in the sense that uh, uh, you hear so much about the power arms yes. and all that stuff, and then you turn around and watch this fellow pitch last night and brings back some memories of uh, some very talented pitchers that certainly didn't throw the ball hard and were able to have wonderful careers. I got to mention, uh, your major league manager, Frank Willisey, has yeah. passed away at age 79. Yeah. He's gone through a lot of stuff lately, and I and I think we all knew he was in hospice the last couple of months. But right. uh, a pretty dang good fella, I thought. Yeah, uh, Frank always had time to uh, say hello and talk, and and uh, it's one of them traits that uh, I tried to copy some in my later years, because uh, he did it so wonderfully, and, and uh, 
just a solid baseball guy and and uh, probably a better person. And another, uh, like Stelly, another south side of Chicago. That was an yeah. interesting place. Man, Those they all knew each other, didn't they? They all stayed in that well, little uh, yeah, area, it's, man. It's that neighborhood thing. <laughs> it's really strong. It's a, a strong entity in certain districts and and areas. And, and, and you know, you born there and you raised there and you stay there and that's uh, the way it was for a lot of people and still is for a lot of people in some of these neighborhoods uh, they just fall uh, you know all the houses look the same <laughs> they're all built by the same people and and uh, they all look the same and they stay frank was uh, 33 years old when he got the job because calvin thought that maybe an Italian guy would draw people because they liked Billy so well a couple mm. years earlier. And, uh, you know, he did okay because, uh, you know, Harmon was uh, was uh, going downhill and Tony had the bad knee. And uh, that was not the same team that was winning uh, 100 games in the yeah, late that's, 60s. Yeah, that's the only way I got to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to thank him for that and gave me a chance, and, and I always appreciated that. Uh, I say, uh, so uh, Robbie Cano gets the 80-game suspension for Lasix, uh, which is a, a diuretic, which apparently they use to uh, cover Cano? up some PED. Yeah, today he got popped. He got a today. broken finger and a, a and, suspension all in one. Well, apparently he was appealing, and now that he had a broken hand or broken finger, he decided to uh, accept the mm-hmm. suspension. So he goes 80 days without getting paid. But uh, That's a big number. Oh man, that is yeah, twelve. I think eleven or twelve million dollars. They're, uh, you know, he's really a good player, and you know, it's, uh, you know, especially when they put Beckham out there and yeah. Cano, you can really see the difference. And not that Beckham can't play, but uh, it's really quite a difference of uh, two different players, and the manager has to play uh, the other guy. And uh, unfortunately, he made a mistake, and he's going to pay for it, but. Uh, it's going to hurt the ball team immensely. That's for sure. He uh, uh, was uh, he. There were times that you wondered uh, about him running to first base. That yeah, he, he was willing to be out if it was a ground ball. Yeah. He didn't think he could beat out. Yeah, I watched him in the minor leagues. Yes, uh, and uh, and uh, tell you how stupid I am. I I sort of wrote him off because he wasn't sort of my kind of kind of guy. He he would do some of that in the minor leagues, and I was going, "What the hell." <laughs> you know, in the minor leagues, at least, you know, bust your butt down the first. And But I seen him lollygag in the minor leagues, and I sort of wrote him off then, but uh, that was wrong. But, you know, if you put up with that kind of stuff, then uh, okay. Uh, but I always found, Pat, that, you know, if you, uh, I, 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 people come up and ask me a question, and they say, Mr. Kelly, what am I supposed to tell my son? who I'm sitting with at the ball game, and when the player doesn't run the ball out, what am I supposed to tell him? You know, when he says something to me about daddy, he didn't run the ball. You know, he, he wanted me to give him an answer, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I never forgot that conversation, and and, uh, and I really, you know, if somebody's got a little bit of an injury or this or that, I, you know, you sort of understand, but uh, if you're healthy, I don't know why you can't run the 90 feet. Well, uh, that's, uh, I think, one of you, you've admitted uh, one of the great things about uh, 
you having a manager at the right time was uh, you had a guy like Puckett, you never had to worry about that. Yeah, you have your best player running everything out and catching the ball two hands, I'm sure made things a lot easier. <laughs> That's for sure. So, Barrios, uh, what have you seen in the last uh, couple? He just he looks like he's a very high-strung kid when uh, certain things uh, are going on that aren't the best. I don't know. That's just well, an observation from a distance. But. I, I get ups- I start to get concerned when I see him starting to run the rub the ball up. Uh, uh, he he really starts rubbing the ball up at times, and it makes me a little nervous because uh, uh, I I think he starts thinking about things, and and uh, uh, he just recently now the last couple games or the last two games he's been rubbing the ball up constantly, and I know it sounds silly. Yeah. But uh, I start to worry about that, and, and uh, like everybody's talking about, uh, the last uh, two starts, the breaking ball hasn't been what it was the uh, first part of the first month of the season, and and uh, so I'm sure that's concerning for the manager and the pitching coach, and of course Jose. So let's see if it's a little better tonight. Maybe they made some adjustment uh, during the week, and. And uh, maybe they figured something out, but uh, it was amazing because early, man, you saw that breaking my. ball coming out of his hand and said, "Man, he throws that thing easy." Yeah, <laughs> you it's, know? It's, uh, so sharp and and sweeping across, and the, the righties, lefties, uh, both had trouble with it. So it was. It's not an easy pitch for a left-hand hitter either. It's, uh, the righties are tough enough, but my goodness, he was. Uh, somewhat dominant with that and and uh, especially if he got it close to the outside corner or inside you know force them to swing and and uh, end up chasing but uh, again uh, let's hope for the best tonight that he's uh, figured something out uh romero uh, wasn't uh didn't throw as many strikes uh the other night but no. uh what do you think of him he kept him in the game and certainly mm-hmm. he's given him chances to win without a doubt so he's got to be a big plus he pitches into the game uh, he puts his innings in and, and uh, uh, goes with. And I think if he's once he starts to throw it over just a little better, uh, that he's going to get into the eventually the seventh inning, eighth inning. And uh, now you've really got something. But uh, he does need to throw it over a little bit better. But let's remember he's just a young fella getting out there and getting his feet wet. And, and uh, so we're going to have to forgive him, give him a little time before he straightens some of that up. Tom uh, Kelly's with us. Tom, uh, okay, Sunday, uh, Robbie Grossman hits one in the gap, and uh, Adrian's is off with the ball pitch at first base, and uh, somehow gets thrown out at the plate because he stopped uh, in front yeah. of second. What is the proper play for the base runner in that situation? Well, he needs to know where the outfielders are to start with, and you know, I, we all saw it on TV, and we. Well, Probably everybody said that's going to be a Yeah, I thought he'd score hit. standing up. <laughs> yeah, I, I did too. I, I thought he would score easily, but uh, obviously he didn't see it that way and, and put the brakes on and hesitated and watched it for a, a few seconds, and that's what got him thrown out. But, uh, you know, just knowing where the players are positioned and how hard the ball's hit off the bat and all that, and... You know, he he certainly has been in that position before, whether you're little league or whatever league you want to say you're playing in. You you know, you pretty much go. and uh, He just made a mistake, and unfortunately it hurt. 
Well, uh, it wasn't quite as dramatic as Lonnie Smith, but I guess the oh, twins. God. I guess oh. the twins were. Uh, they yeah. owed the world one after the Lonnie Smith. Huh? Mm. Yeah, you can't do any complaining after that. <laughs> that was a memorable moment in uh, Twins history. But uh, uh, again, uh, what Lonnie was doing, I still don't know. But uh, again. <laughs> People talk about the Deke, and I think that was a bunch of bull. I don't think anything of that, but uh, he just screwed up. That's all. What uh, What do you remember? Were you looking at the ball? What were you looking at when that ball was hit? I was looking at my rosary beads, <laughs> trying to work them. Work the beads. Had the nuns. I had everybody working them. So, um, you, know, I was, you know, it's like the... They were going to racetrack, my friend, and back in Jersey, we start parked the car. We're walking down the hill to the go into the track, and and um, we walk by, and a guy's sitting in his car, and he's got the Bible out. I just <laughs> told him he was going all the way to the top for help. But uh, this is the same thing, we, you know. We start working the beads and the dugout, and but uh, yeah, so I was probably looking at those, Patrick, and. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I can't remember. If, yeah. I, I saw him hesitate, but I, 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 you know, you still thought he was going to score. But he he basically stop stopped. You know. So, yeah, he did. Well, it's uh, it's become a legend that it, that is for sure. <laughs> nice man. Uh, Lonnie, you got to know him a little bit. No, he's just mm-hmm. a nice man. <laughs> okay, you're still a you're still a fan. Okay, yeah, I'm a fan of Lonnie. Yep, that is good. But he, the guy showed a lot of class and stuff. Uh, you know, he went up to bat there in Game Seven and shook Harper's hand and stuff like that. You know, they had from the collision and all that. So okay. he, you know, he, you know, he's a classy guy. So I, I really a lot of respect for the guy. Hey, uh, probably got to watch Otani Sunday. Uh, what'd oh you think? My. What'd you think? Oh boy! My <laughs> goodness gracious, he he's better than I thought uh, he would be. And getting to see him yes. uh, pitch and extended into the game, uh, uh, split finger and a breaking ball and and uh, the fastball uh, in the the range of his pitches and the speed wise is just amazing and and throws a lot of strikes and. Throws enough to keep uh, enough off the plate to keep you honest, and and uh, you know I think some of his pitches were registering at seventy something, and then you get to the fastball of ninety six, ninety seven, ninety five. You know, you that's that's tough on a hitter. So uh, and changing the eye level the way he can uh, really going to keep you guessing. So uh, I know he can hit some. And uh, when Trout and him are both out of the line, I'm surprised about that, that they both didn't really. Uh, Trout got in the game late, but, uh, you know, the manager decided to take both them guys out of, out of the lineup. That was pretty gutsy. But, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, he looks like the real deal, no question about it. And he's strong. He can hit the ball a long way. It's uh, quite a thing to watch and be able to pitch and. I guess the discussion is going to come down to uh, him not playing mm-hmm. the day before he pitches or after, I guess. And, and uh, you know, you worry about his arm and, and uh, swinging the bat and all that stuff yeah. the day before, day after. And so I guess that's a, a tight rope you got to walk. But I'm, I'm curious to see if it's uh, come September 1st and they're a game or two behind if the fellow doesn't start playing more regular basis uh 
you know, you hate to have him sitting on the bench. Uh, hey, the way he can swing. One last thing. You mentioned Trout. Uh, baseball players that are built like fullbacks aren't supposed to be able to run like that guy, are Boy, they? He's, a, <laughs> he's a, quite the athlete, and we all know that. But uh, he he seems to put the numbers up every year, and this year it looks like he's trying to steal a few more bases than he did, uh, I think, his last year. So he, his numbers went down a little bit on that end of it. But, uh, of course, he was hurt and stuff. He had a broken thumb, missed some time. But uh, he's already got, I think, nine stolen bases already or ten or so. And uh, so he must be uh, turning up all the notches here to, uh, uh, you know, he's a leader. There's no question. He's uh, He's the real deal. He's fun to watch. He plays the outfield. He throws. He he does just about everything. And, and like you pointed out, he's certainly not built like a baseball player. He's more like a fullback, and, that, and that's correct. But he really gets after it. Hey, Tom, thanks for your time. Talk to All you right. in a couple of weeks, sir. Re- Reavers, nothing for me. <laughs> no. I'm going to leave you alone this week, TK, <laughs> okay. I promise. I sort of look forward to that. He got you too stirred up, man. We, we were afraid of that. <laughs> he did do that. <laughs> See you later. All right, bye. <laughs> You're on the ride with Royce. Guys, where are we? On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. All right, we are celebrating the 65th birthday of the great George Brett, one of the finest hitters I've seen in my life, probably one of the top five, because he had some power to go uh, with his uh, wonderful ability to hit the gaps. And he'd go the other way. You couldn't shift on him like they're shifting today. I Mm -hmm. got news for you, fellas. But uh, in honor of George's 65th birthday, we want to play the most famous moment of George's career. They might be going to call George Brett out. Well, he is. He's out. Yes, sir. Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And he's steaming mad. He is out <laughs> and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. <laughs> and the Yankees have won the ball game 4-3. to three. Brett is called out for using an illegal bat. Oh, my <laughs> I think it was one of the five greatest moments. I said he's one of the five greatest hitters I've seen. It's one of the five greatest moments in baseball history when he comes running out of the visitors. <laughs> he was running a 4 2 40 out of that dugout. I'm not sure he was going to hit Tim McClellan, but he certainly was going to do a lot of belly bumping. Oh, my he? God. He and props to Tim him. McClellan, too, in the video. You can see he was un. You but know, had, wasn't wasn't shaken up or wasn't yeah. taken aback. He didn't, well, he, he didn't back want down or anything. He, he just stood to, there. He didn't really want to do it. But, and, of course, what was it? Six weeks later, we ruled that uh, that uh, they had to play the game over again. You know, that they... they, they the, Did they have to play the, the whole game over no, or just the No, from the that point. I think, okay. I think they gave him the home run. And then they played from that point, I think. Okay. They gave him the home run. And Kansas City, I think, ended up winning the game. Because if you watch the replay, I don't know how he wouldn't have at least knocked him over because he was running with such force (laughs) before he was cut off. I don't know how he would have been able to stop. And then, uh, later on in his career, (laughs) uh, he'd go to spring training like, you know, he's worked for the Red... uh, A lot of veteran players do. And he would 
give leadership to the young players Absolutely. coming up with the Royals. This was probably in Fort Myers, I would guess. They were probably in sure, Fort Myers yeah. when this occurred because they were over at Terry Park, or it might have been at Baseball City. But this is the kind of guidance that George would give to young uh, players when he was uh, after he'd retired. Went out and had a great meal, just a great meal. I had to go to the bathroom so bad I in my pants. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you your pants? Yeah. Been a while? I was in Vegas a couple years ago. Just an honest to God true story. Staying at the Bellagio. I went over to the Mirage for dinner, met some friends of mine over there. Went to Kokomo's, a great little steakhouse. The guy brings out some fresh crab legs. He just came in, I gotta give them to you guys. Brings I'm eating them. Then we go play gamble a little bit. So I had a tea time early in the morning. So I said, look, I gotta get going. I'm walking back to the hotel. I get three quarters of the way out of the lobby and all of a sudden I go, oh, f and I'm standing here like this. I got my butt pinched so f I'm I'm f I can't move. Felt all right. I went just like this. <laughs> Take off my leather jacket. Tied it around my waist. And I'm just standing there, and it's just running down my leg. I got jeans on, black bucks, no socks. And uh, I just start walking. Every time I'm walking, something's coming out. It's water. Straight water. I said, Larry, you won't believe this. I'm standing outside the garage. I can't move. I got everywhere. I all over myself. And Larry's about a 48 waist. So he brings me over a pair of pants and some towels. So he goes in. He finds the closest bathroom in the lobby of the hotel. And then I get in the escalator. And he kind of sounds like he dropped something. So no one gets behind me. Tells me where it is. I go in there. He goes and gets the towel all wet for me. Throws it over the all. I take off all my clothes, just wipe off, leave my shoes, left my shoes, my pants, everything right there, the towels right there in the stall, and I'm walking barefoot with my shirt and his pants that are 48 waist through the lobby like this at midnight. Got up in the morning, took the most perfect double tapered I've ever had in my life. True story. Who's the pitchers in this game? Always worried about the next game, right? Who are the pitchers in this game? <laughs> Always worried oh about But if God. you watch it, folks, if you have not seen the, the YouTube the video, players. you have got to see the two kids with the... He, one's wearing 96 yeah. as a number. The other's wearing in the high 80s, and they're both looking they're at him with their like jaw thrilled. on the ground. They're both, like, thrilled that... A Hall Damn of Fame, you, a, you, unanimous Hall of Famer, George Brown. The identity of the Kansas City Royals. There... No, wait. There's three fields at Terry Park. Okay. Connie Mack. Yep. Roberto Clemente. George, George Brett. <laughs> and it could have been a George Brett field that oh. these young youth, oh my these God, young gosh. players are getting George coming Tutelage. over. Tutelage. They are hitting. Giving them, a, giving them a little baseball insight. Oh. Uh, there. So, I will, you know what? Happy birthday, George. When you're having a rough day, that's a go-to <laughs> yes. to kind of g give you some uplifting. That's uh, right. To think that who's pitching today? Who's Who are the pitchers in who's this game? Who's the two pitchers for this game? All right. Fantastic. Here's Johnny Height with a sports update. Uh, this update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Uh, Twins Cardinals will be playing a game one of a two-game series down at Target Field tonight. Jose Barrios pitching for the Twins. Jack Flaherty for St. Louis. Twins lineup, Mauer, Dozier, Rosario, Escobar, Kepler, Morrison, Buxton, Adrianza, and Wilson. The DH tonight is 
Logan Moore. Gentlemen, could have they messed up the Buxton situation more than they have? First putting him on the DL with a headache and now uh, not sending him out on rehab when he's an automatic out. Mm-hmm. He has not been good at the plate. Well, is it they just needed him that badly in the field out of desperation? Even, uh, even Dick took a semi, uh, you know, he said Joe Maurer and Eddie Rosario can fall out of bed and hit. Byron Buxton isn't yeah. that kind of guy. So, Dick, yeah. Uh, was that, that a shot, you think? Well, it was a reality. I don't know whether it was a shot or not. I don't know. One game in Major League Baseball this afternoon. The Padres shut out Colorado 4 to nothing. Jordan Lyles. Wow. Perfect game into the eighth. Wow. Uh, with one out, though, he gave up a hit to Trevor Story. Ended up coming out of the game after seven and a third innings. Struck out a ten. Gave up just the one hit. The I'm like Judd. I'm becoming bored with perfect games into the eighth. <laughs> you know, there's too damn many of them. Yeah, <laughs> perfect games or no hitters, no hitters, perfect games, any of them. I'm sick of. Them. <laughs> I want two a year. That's it. That's it. Maximum. <laughs> yep. Once you have two, you shouldn't be able to have any more. Maybe Buxton needs a little pep talk from George Brett on his 65th <laughs> yes, birthday right. about <laughs> loosening <laughs> things up uh, yes, right. before the broadcast. Maybe he needs some crab legs. <laughs> One uh, the most wh- perfect double tapered. You know what? <laughs> One other baseball note. I, I just read this because I love these stories. Uh, Carson Smith, you guys know he is, a reliever for Boston. Yes. Uh, he uh, he pitched yesterday, gave up a home run to Chris Davis in Oakland, and after yes. he, he left the game, he was angry at himself. He okay. tossed his glove in frustration. That's a normal reaction, sure. right? However, in tossing his glove, Smith suffered a subluxation of his right shoulder. Mm, oh, so, so he threw it very hard. Yeah. Scientific way to say he dislocated his arm out of its socket, and he was put immediately on the 10-day disabled list. When a guy does that, I don't pay him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I find him whatever it cost him to come out back. Out of stupidity. Yes, right. He's actually uh, been uh, good out of their bullpen this year, yes. 18 games, so uh, mm-hmm. with a 3.770 RA. NBA playoffs tonight here, the Cavs in Boston, 7 o'clock, game two, Celtics lead the series. Who you got, Manny? Uh, the Cavs. All right. Got the Cavs. Okay. Yeah, I got the Cavs. All right. In a piece by Pro Football. Reluctantly? Uh, well, I think it would be really cool to see Boston make the finals, but I just, Le- whenever LeBron has his back to the wall, unless he's playing the Warriors, it he always seems to deliver a big road win or something, so I like the Cavs to win tonight. I did see all the Twitter uh, shots on Twitter of him out this morning. Working at the court. Did you see that, LeBron? Yeah, like, okay. yeah he's going to drop about 42, 15, and 12 assists tonight. <laughs> In a piece by Pro Football Focus published on ESPN Insider, the football analytics gurus named the Vikings the number one receiving core. In the National wow. Football League. Man. Oh, Obviously because of Laquan Treadwell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were trailed by the Lions and Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, the Vikings did not get top billing for their front four. That went to the Rams and Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, both Wait, they had the Lions receiving core ahead mm-hmm. of the Vikings? Mm-hmm. They no, don't Calvin Johnson's No, no, no the, the Vikings were number one. Vikings number one. Well, lo- okay, then I missed Lions were number two, Tampa, Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks number I three. I guess I didn't realize the Lions were that good. Uh, both L.A. teams and Jacksonville also had honors for their secondary. The Vikings did get a nod as a runner-up for the best special teams. Kenny and I are having a special day together. <laughs> I can tell, yeah. Every time I look up. Uh, the Lynx waved two players, including former gopher Carly Wagner. <laughs> Is she done then? Does that mean her NBA, WNBA career is over? I don't think there's a minor league, so yeah. she can go to Europe or something. But some that's money. an off-season yep. thing, so mm-hmm. anyway. 
Uh, she, of course, uh, graduated from the U of M, finished as the school's third all-time leading scorer behind Lindsey Whalen mm-hmm. and Rachel Bannon. Or she can go back to New Richland Heartland and run for mayor, and she oh, can have that job. Easily. Too, so. Landslide that. victory. That's a long high school name, by the way. I've read yeah, there's a third school. That's New, New Richland Heartland Ellendale Geneva High School. Ooh, man. <laughs> so it's four different names. New Richland used to be the arch rival of my mother's hometown, Waldorf. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Then it became Waldorf Pemberton, and then I think they got some regional name. Wow. Now, so. There's a lot of weird... Uh, all right, Johnny, that's enough of okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just enough. go. Well, we're both enough. running out of steam here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ride with Royce. I see it as a car crash. I'm rubbernecking. On 1500 ESPN. The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. All right, this is disgusting. The the Vegas player, the Vegas, the players Vegas got. You know, it's bad enough. We gave them Holla and Tuck. Yep. So last night I'm watching Vegas and Winnipeg, and I'm rooting for the Jets, right? Of course. I want the Jets yes. to win. I want you to go up there and be laying in the street Raise with the Winnipeg Helen. fans. Yeah, because you're not going to do that in Vegas. They no, won't even notice you. No. But uh, so last, they got this guy, Jonathan Marchessault. M a r c h e s s a u l t, a French a French kid from uh, from uh, Winnipeg. I mean from uh, Quebec, and he's from Vegas, and he's a, just a son of a gun. He's fast. He's unbelievable. And they the Jets cut it to two to one. What seven minutes into the third period? Yes, that sounds about and right. And Riley Smith comes down and makes this fantastic pass. The marsher saw, and he backhands it past the goalie, and it's three to one, and you know it's over because they're just, you know, the the Winnipeg crowd's just getting all fired up, and the and they just went. Did you hear it? Yes. They just went. Whoa. Yeah, the the, just, the, the you, air was taken out of the building. You know, you, you, Not Marsha, marshmallow. Yeah, Marsha. <laughs> well, guess what? What these guys are from Tampa. I know they got them both from Tampa. Tampa, or Florida. Uh, Florida. You're yeah. right. Florida. The Florida Panthers. This kid scored 30 goals for him. He's 27 years old, and they let Vegas have him. Who the hell did they protect? They stink. Well, and what I can't... And then Riley Smith, he's great. They let him go, too. They ended up giving him... They traded him him there. No wonder nobody goes to their games. They're morons. So here's what I was wondering, too, watching that game last night. If the, if the plans go through and Seattle gets their expansion team, are they going to allow... Seattle to kind of have the same blueprint as Vegas did and just hand pick. Well, hopefully the boys will be a little smarter than uh, dealing because they're with paying them. more than yeah, the, I mean, they're they're allegedly going to pay more than yeah, the Vegas team did. Six fifty. Yeah, Vegas gave them five hundred. They're paying six fifty. Yeah. So they got to yeah. give them a pretty good deal. But uh, I got news for the Winnipeggers. I don't. I'm Blake Wheeler. Come on, go get them. I still Big think buff. Winnipeg's a better team. Don't oh, you? Man. Yeah, but Vegas is so much faster. They are faster. Yeah, they are. They. I have watched at least five periods of <laughs> Vegas hockey this year, <laughs> which is more than I watched in the wild. Break her down, Royce. <laughs> they every time I see them, they're a stride faster yes. than the other team. Yes, yeah. they are lightning, and uh, I think they're going to win it. Anyway. David Tepper, the Philadelphia, the Pittsburgh Steelers minority owner, is set to sign a deal to buy the Panthers for the miserly sum 
of $2.2 billion. <laughs> Poor Jerry Richardson forced Poor to Jerry sell Richardson the team. Forced to sell for his sexist ways. Uh, you, and this is in a, one of the, what's now probably one of the oldest stadiums in the NFL. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it's their original stadium. 96. Nothing special about it. It opened, yeah. You know how much these guys are worth? It's got to be three. You know how much the Zigmeister's operation With that new is worth? palace over gotta there? It's got to be three billion. Oh, yeah. Keep feeling three. sorry for him, though. Keep feeling. He's paying full. He's paying full right to the top of the salary cap. Well, let's have a parade for him. He paid six hundred million, and it's now worth three billion. He should have to pay five hundred thousand. No, not five hundred. That's too much. Five thousand for every dead bird. Yes, he should have to. <laughs> he should have to throw that into a bird and send it to the Audubon Society. And by the 5, way, five thousand per dead bird. And that doesn't count the ones I go through on the steps when I find them. <laughs> they pick off from the tower underneath <laughs> yeah, the tower right, back here. Right. And by the way, people, another reason to not feel sorry for Ziggy Wolf: seat licenses. Seat, yeah, he got though. He needed that money like he needed a, you know, he, the. I keep telling people he got mad at me, or everybody else does it. He only did it to get another $100 million. He didn't need it. Your seat licenses should be done when you need it. He didn't need it. He didn't need it. No. But, he, but he got it. So what the hell? We're idiots. So, so quick question then. When does the Forbes list for the franchises usually come out? Is that an end-of-the-year thing? That I think we used? just had one. Uh, we just had one the other day, and they had him at like 2.5 okay. or 2.3. But then now with Carolina getting 2.2. So that's that where I'm going. going what about Dallas? Who? If yeah, they're over. Well, they gotta I think be f- they were the. I think they were first in. I'm not sure if they were first in the country or if the Yankees were still considered to be worth. Because you know who might leapfrog the Cowboys is when the Raiders get their shiny new toy oh, in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, L.A. will be the Rams will be worth. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're probably right. Thing going. Twins and the Redbirds tonight. Twins played their best baseball of the season to beat the Cardinals in two games last week. Uh, I believe Tommy Pham has returned to the lineup uh, for the Cardinals. Okay. So he was not playing last week. Uh, this kid's quite a story, isn't he? hes uh, I remember when he first came up. <laughs> oh, excuse me. By the way, his hometown, this is Las Vegas day here. He's a Las Vegas kid, 26 years old. But, uh, boy, has he turned into a player, huh? That when he f- burst onto the scene, I'll never forget it. Was that NLCS against the Giants a couple mm-hmm. of years ago? Man, was he good! Mm-hmm. He was just all over the place. And as Johnny's been reporting us today, almost ad nauseum, uh, the uh, the uh, Minnesota now has a team in the National Women's Hockey League, the Whitecaps. And the Whitecaps have been playing around town as an amateur team, and now they're going to join the league. And good luck to them. But when you're in a team a league with five teams, I got a hard time taking it seriously. Wait a minute. We need more teams. We're the original five. Just the like in the NHL, yeah, the right. original six. Get one more so you can at least have an original six. Okay. Although, wait, it we started with four, so wouldn't it be the original four? It before? was the original four. We're an expansion team, except I think we're going to use the same players that we had, right? Is our gal uh, Marley? Is she still on? And Lindsay, are they still on the... Is she a their white guys? I believe they both were, yes. Yeah, I don't... Well, there was a, there's another team that's been around forever, though. The, wait a minute. What's I mean, their name? That means we can say we when we're talking about the white caps. We have employees that's on the right. roster. Uh, we're, you know what we're trying to win? What? The Isabel Cup. Sure. I am, and Dayton showed up. Uh, I think he showed up. I'm thrilled to welcome the National Women's Hockey League to the state of hockey. 
I am very proud of our Minnesota Whitecaps and the exceptionally talented Minnesotas, Minnesotans who played for them. I who play for them. I look forward to cheering as they win the Isabel Cup oh. next year. You think you think Mark knew off the top of his head it was the Isabel Cup or did somebody? Well, he's have to kind doubt? of a hockey guy. I wouldn't uh, doubt it. I S O B E L. I don't know who that oh, is or okay. what they're up to. But uh, anyway, uh, welcome Whitecaps, uh, and that that's probably it. Uh, we probably aren't going to say much about you anymore. Right. Good luck to you. We're we're rooting for you. That's right. We are. We that's what we need. More pro sports. Let's build them their own arena. Come on, <laughs> Ritter Arena's not suitable. No, I can't handle. We, we need, need more suites. We, we need, need a new arena. Let's, uh, okay, we'll be back. Take now on the ride with Roycey. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints. What do you got, Manny? Uh, Frank Willisy. Yeah. That's just, uh, it's just a sad deal. Unfortunate that, uh, that we lost him yesterday, and uh, certainly yeah. thoughts go out to his uh, to his family. And he had to go through a little too much there. To, yeah, you know the last uh, couple of years, actually. The the he went through a long battle with the uh, kidney thing, and uh, last couple of years were uh, tough on him. And uh, but he was a character. And uh, hey. Got two hits off Koufax and two off Drysdale. In That's the World right. Series. There you so go. What the heck? He could say what's he about, owned those what's guys. What's amazing is he got him off Drysdale as a right-handed hit. Yeah, sure, right. Uh, what's because uh, they would never have faced him again because there was before interleague play. He uh, was what we call an overachiever. He wasn't. The, he came <laughs> out of Western Michigan. Is not the not a guy you. Ex- we didn't have prospect lists back then, but. Frank wouldn't have been on it when he got called up to the Twins. They called him up out of desperation, and he had a pretty good run. My daily complaint is uh, with the traffic man, Kenny Olson. Okay, being so grumpy. <laughs> Timestamp 4.54 p.m. Quote, I was wrong, at Chris Reavers was right on Twitter. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. He At least he admitted it, but that's mm-hmm. my daily complaint. Well, uh, it's not often uh, that uh, people uh, get, to get that kind of admission out of Kenny. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. I got that going for me. Okay, here's my complaint. What's your daily complaint? The royal wedding is starting way too early. What do you mean? Why don't it's four thirty a.m. here on Saturday? <laughs> well, there is the, I there mean, is a little uh, bit of a time you know, difference. You know between, when we, uh, I know, but when we have the Olympics, we try to put it into prime time prime preview time for the preview. royal wedding. <laughs> well. Here's the deal. All right. You know, maybe, they, why do they show it then? They should show it later in prime time, right? <laughs> Don't show it at that time. So you're upset that it's on too, too early, early here. Too early here. Okay. You could push her back. Well, what? You know, you could, let's say, you push, put it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. What time's That's kickoff over there? Here. Uh, must be, well, she gets out of the car, at probably. It's, the TV starts at 4.30, according to the girls down the hall. All right. So, but she, we got to have all the the stuff before Megan. Oh, comes yeah, and there's gets a few hours before, and they're sure. what? Are they seven so hours? So they probably ahead? started uh, six, I believe. Six, six, I believe. Uh, but uh, the good news is on Friday, <laughs> early on Friday at <laughs> yes. uh, three o'clock, uh, the mayorless hour, our personal royal wedding correspondent. Will Morley, former staffer, former staffer, yep, here at the uh, 1500ESPN.com, will check in with us and give us all the hype that's going on there in Britain. Now, do you think the fact that she's a American 
TV star has a lot to do with the buildup here. Well, there was, was a lot Mary, of buildup yeah, though for Kate. Will and Kate. Yeah, but Will's going to be the he's going to be the king, so she's going to be a you know. The yeah, queen. true. But uh, this guy's number two. He's a, as my wife. I'll says, tell you this. As my wife, a royal says, a heir and a spare. He's the spare. You know. <laughs> So, but anyway. it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt for promotion, that's for sure. The only reason I ever watched Suits, Meghan Markle. So good luck, Meghan, but I wish you were getting married a little later. I don't want to have to get up that early.